Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. church and uh, between um, uh, the main campus and the Spanish campus, we, I, I, I was calculating my mind and just to people, we've had over 125 people fasting. And I believe enough for life change uh, in many of you and even today, before this service, talking to a few folks who were talking about, uh, hey, I'm not going to go back to eating the way I was eating and and um, and so this is good. I, God appreciates it. Like my wife said a little while ago, that He looks down at us and He's pleased. He's not pleased with perfection because He's not expecting perfection, but He is pleased with the effort and the sacrifice that we make to honor Him. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. How many want to be a blessing? Yes. I know a lot of times we want to be blessed, but it's more more than just being blessed. It's about being a blessing. Uh, that, that's God's goal and his purpose for you ultimately is that you would be a blessing uh, for his kingdom. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, our children, if they haven't gone back already, uh, ages uh, six months to two years old, can go directly behind you to our nursery. Uh, we would ask that you register your children and then the children um, three to 11 will go directly behind me, right behind that curtain. Hallelujah. Uh, Isaiah 43.19, I'll jump right into uh, the message today. Isaiah 43.19, it's our theme verse for the year. And um, it says this, it says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray, Lord, that, uh, Lord, uh, it would bless us uh, today, Lord, so we are... Uh, we pray, Holy Spirit, you would have your way, Lord, and just invade this place, invade our hearts, our minds, Lord, that we would receive your word, Lord, and be encouraged, Lord, and and, uh, and repent from those things, Lord, that do not please you. So we give you honor, we give you thanks, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And as you look at this verse, you know, we, we considered it every Sunday this year, uh, and, and I had like, like a bunch of different uh, thoughts in my mind, and and um, stories in the Bible that really fit for today's uh, message, but I was compelled over the last few days to just stay on this verse uh, today. And so we're going to talk about this verse and really focus on that new thing that God wants to do. And, and our, our theme this year is next level, and that next level really means a new thing that God wants to do. And so I need you to talk, tell the person next to you, just look at them and say, new thing. Now we do it again like we mean it, right? <laughs> One more time. One, two, three. New thing. A little new thing. It's a new thing. And, and I don't know about you, but I like when, when, when something is new, right? Uh, it, it's, it's nice to put a, a new sweater on, you know? It's nice to put new sneakers on. It's nice to drive a new car. Uh, and those are all good things. They're not always what God has, but sometimes we get a lot of debt because we want a new car. Um, but, but it's nice. It's nice to, to drive something new. Um, and so, so new things are good, and God wants new things for us. And so, I really want us to start thinking about what is that new thing that God has for me in 2019? Uh, that that 2019 would not be like any other year, but that that there would be something 
new in my life, something new in my home, in my marriage, in my workplace, in my finances, in, in every area of my life, I want to see something new. And I will tell you this, that as much as you want to see something new in your life, God wants it more for you. God wants it more. I'm sharing this because it's something that carried me for several years and continues to carry me. There's moments where, you know, we, we go through uh, downs and where we, we feel alone and uh, when we feel like God is not hearing us. And, and, and one thing that always encourages me when I go back and I say, you know what, if I want it even a little bit, and it's good, and the Bible talks about it, that means God wants it even more for my life. And that encourages me. Because there are moments that you feel like, man, is even God listening? Is he seeing what's going on? And, and I'm encouraged because I go back, hold up, hold up. What does God's word say? It says he doesn't forsake me. In fact, it says he wants to be a, he wants to bless me. And so when I start holding on to the word, that's why it's so important to read the word. Because as you read the word, it gives you that encouragement that you need to be the blessing and also receive the blessing that God has for us. Because we all want to be blessed, but sometimes we're living in the wrong places for that blessing. How many want something new from God? How many, how many want something new today from God? I do. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to me. Uh, even as I'm up here today, that he would do something new in my spirit today. And, and, and that's that's what we're talking about this year. It's about uh, that next level. And so I'll ask this question. How many le next level people are in the house today? <laughs> next level. God wants it for you. Don't think he doesn't. It just depends how you define that next level. We're going to talk about that today. Um, there's tons of promises in the Bible. I was, I was looking in, in, in online, and there's, I don't know, thousands of promises uh, that God has for us. And, and we need to take a hold of these promises. And, and, and there's some promises that God has specifically for your life. And I, I'm guaranteeing you this. Is if you would open the Word of God and begin to search the Word of God, there'll be some promises that are going to jump at you. Amen. And those promises, some of you already know what those are. There's verses and scripture in the Bible that just jumps at you during this time, right? that you need to print out and put it up somewhere, maybe several places. Maybe you need to put it at work. Maybe you need to put it in the mirror when you're getting ready uh, to, to encourage us that we need to hold on to the promises. Hundreds of them in the Bible, if not thousands of them, but it says this, uh, a few of them. He provides rest for those who follow him. He has new life for you. We talk about a new thing. New life and abundant life. His love never fails. He finishes the work that he starts. He promises the power of the Holy Spirit. He promises that he will return for his church. He promises eternal life for everyone who surrenders to Jesus. And the promises go on and on. And there's a promise for you that you need to discover in 2019 that you need to hold on to. Church, because there's going to be some things that happen on your way to the next level. And that the only thing that's going to get you there is the Word of God. Right? The Word of God is spending time in prayer uh, with the Lord. And, and I would say that, that you know, one of the, the blessings of this church is, is the power of prayer. Many of you are sitting here today because somebody prayed for you. This church exists because of the power of prayer. Uh, and we're flourishing, we're thriving because of prayer. And so those, those are the things that are going to carry us to the next level. But, but I'll tell you that these promises, they started in the Old Testament, where Jesus, where God began, God the Father began to make promises to, to, to men, 
like, like Moses, like Noah, like Abraham. And I would tell you that some of those same promises that he made to them are for you. And they're for me, right? We're part of that Abrahamic covenant, that promise. When we say covenant, it's a, it's a contract uh, between God and man. And, and, and that same blessing or that same promise that God made to Abraham is for you and it is for me. And I'm going to embrace that thing today. It's for you. God's heart is that you be blessed. And we need to start thinking that way. We need to change our mindset that God is not against me, right? He is not against you. He is for you. He wants to bless you. He's not about just blessing one church or one denomination or one nation. He is about blessing all people, all nations. That is the God that we serve. And I would say this. If Jesus is the Lord of your life, you are blessed. We need to start thinking that way. And even sometimes we forget, right? God has done so many things, and, and we need to go back and say, man, God, you, you were good. You were there in that situation. You were there when no one else was there. And I know many of us have those experiences where, and we need to remember those things, and we'll talk about that today. But as Isaiah wrote this word, wrote this um, this scripture, and it was the word of God, it was God speaking to the, to the people of Israel, these people were in captivity, Right? They were in captivity in Babylon. Uh, they would be there for about 70 years in captivity. And, and something was happening to these people. Uh, they were starting to become comfortable in a foreign land. They were getting comfortable, starting to build their houses, set up their gardens. And they were like, okay, we're, we're here. And they began to accept the fact that they were in bondage. They were beginning to accept the fact that they were in captivity. And, and I would say this, you know, that happens to us sometimes. Where the enemy starts to lie to us and say, no, well, God, that's not for you. His blessings aren't for you. They're for somebody else. And then we get comfortable in that place. And we start to build a house in that place, right? We start to feel less than in that place. We start to build a garden in there. And we start to get comfortable there. And then we get stuck in that place. And so I'm telling you today. God is doing a new thing. Yes, he is. He's doing a new thing. And it's for you. It's for you. It's for me. And I'm going to get mine, right? I'm not going to miss it. And I don't want you to miss it. And if I don't want you to miss it, God surely doesn't want you to miss it. It's a mindset. And so when I ask, are you blessed, church? You're blessed. We need to start thinking that way. We can't let all those issues and things start to just get us stuck and we start getting comfortable in a place that God has not called us to stay. It's not what God wants. He does not want us to stay in that place. So many times we're blessed, but we're still living in bondage. It can happen. We're blessed, but we're living in a place of captivity where we're stuck. I know I've been there. How many, if we're honest, have been in that place? You're blessed, but you're still stuck. Right? And God is trying to unstick us this year. He wants us to not to stay in that same place. It's about a new thing that he wants to do in your life and in your family. God wants to bless you. I don't know how many times I've said that today. I may say it a lot, but we need to start understanding. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless us. And, and, and the blessings are bigger than just a car and a house. Uh, it, it's more than that, and those are not bad things, but 
But, but sometimes those are selfish things. And I'm not saying that if you get a new car and you can afford it and everything, I'm not saying don't do that. But what I'm saying that if we're just doing it, we really can't afford it, right? And we have to get into a big car payment that we can barely afford, then maybe it's not a blessing, right? It can become a curse. Some of us have been there, right? But then it becomes a selfish thing. And God is not, that's not a God's blessing for us to feel selfish about it. Because God, he wants more for you. And I talked about it, but the, his purpose for you is that you not only will be blessed, but he blesses us so that we will become a blessing. That's it. It's about you becoming a blessing, right? And, 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 and he wants, that's why he blesses us. It's not so we can brag about, look what God did for me. Look what, no, no, it's so that we would then bless others, yes. right? That's what the kingdom is about. All of a sudden, it's not so much about you, but it's about him and his kingdom. And it's about your neighbor and your brother and your sister. All of a sudden, as you be, receive God's blessing, and he's taking us to the next level, it's not to put your name in lights. It's to put his name in lights. Now, now, there's a lot of things that get in the way of this, and, and there's, I'm going to call them roadblocks. There's roadblocks that get in the way of us becoming that blessing and even receiving his blessing. And, and sometimes it's choices that we make, right? We make choices that are not godly, or we make choices that are abrupt without even thinking about it or considering it or getting advice or even praying about it, right? We should be praying about the decisions that we make. Um, and as we pray, uh, uh, he leads us, right? And he comes in different ways. He's not going to speak to me necessarily the same way he speaks to you. It doesn't make me better or you better. Just God is unique in his relationship yeah. with his children, right? When, when my relationship with my kids is different, right? I, I don't talk the same way to Joseph as I speak to Mark. It's a different relationship, right? Doesn't mean I love one more than the other, right? But what it means is that there's a unique relationship there. And so God wants that with you. There's a unique relationship that God has with you that he's longing for if you're not in that thing. But if we're making bad choices and not considering him, then those are roadblocks, right? There's some other roadblocks, some that we know very well. It's our brokenness, right? Sometimes pain that we've been through. Sometimes it's shame and guilt, not understanding that Jesus took those things for us on the cross already. Yes. But we continue to carry those things because we listen to the lie of the enemy that God is this God who's against you, that he's He's not for you. And and, and I knew this was confirmation as um, in the in our first service, Pastor Francisco was preaching about that. And God is not against us. He is for you. He yes. wants the best for you. And church, we need to begin to understand that. But this takes you dying to self, right? you got to die to self. Jesus said, you die to self, carry your cross. There's, there's something, there's a, a part that you have to play in this thing. Not like we just sit around and wait for God's blessing. No, we need to move. We need to do something. Yes. We need to talk about what he's done. We need to share who he is. We, we, and as we begin to do that, that new thing comes to life that he's trying to create in your life. Yes. I'm going to give God glory for that. I need you to understand he wants to do a new thing in your life. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to talk to our church folk in the house. Well, we got some church folk in the house. And um, if you're not from, you know, don't know a lot of church or don't have, you're still going to get it, you know. But well, my church folk, they're really going to get it. Um, 
Sometimes as church, you know, we've been in church and we have this mindset and we get stuck in this mindset. And, and, um, and, and a lot of times in our walk, we get stuck and we're not able to get to that next level because we're still stuck on what God did 10 years, 20 years ago, right? Lord have mercy. And, 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 and let me tell you something. It's, I'm going to give you an example. Um, last year's testimonies in my life, they were amazing and they were great. But I need a new one today. Right? Yeah. I need a new one today. I, I remember in my church growing up, and it was a great church that still exists. My uncle was a pastor, and it was a great church in East Chicago. And um, I remember the older folks, they would come and say, because they had a different location when they first opened the church. And that church was on Guthrie Street, right? So they used to say, Cuando nosotros estábamos en la Guthrie. <laughs> when we used to be on Guthrie Street, oh, God really moved, and we had miracles. When we were over there, and we were over there. And so then we're young, you know, I was probably 12, 11, like, but we're not on Guthrie Street no more, you know, I would think. But they always talked about Guthrie Street, and I was feeling less than, right? And, and, and it, it was cool that, that God did wonderful things because that, I appreciate that that's the foundation of what, where, where I'm at now, right? Without that, I'm probably not where I'm at. So I, I, I appreciated it, but I can't stay there, right? Because God wants to do a new thing. He's trying to do a new thing. If I get stuck on Guthrie Street, well, guess what? When I went to Guthrie Street, the, the church wasn't there no more. It got tore down. Right? It's not there no more. Right? Now we're on First Street, right? And guess what? If I go back over there today, they're not on First Street anymore. That church is gone too. Now they're on Elm Street, right? Because God is doing a new thing. And that's what he wants to do with you. He doesn't want you to be stuck on Guthrie or even fur. And you'll only be at Elm for a little bit, right? Because yeah. God wants to do a new thing. He's about that new thing. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we cannot forget what God took us out of, right? We cannot forget our testimony is yours. It's unique, right? Your testimony is different. It is unique, and we need to share that thing. Hey, this is who I was. Look what God is doing, right? And sometimes you only have to say it. People just see you. Yeah. Like, you're not the same person you used to be, right? As I look around this room, there's some people in this room that were not the same. They are not the same people today that they were two months ago, right? I'm going to give glory to God for that. Or a year ago, or six months ago, I'm not the same person I was, right? Even two days ago. And so I'm not going to forget where God took me, but I'm not going to stay there, right? I got to keep going forward. And that's what Isaiah is trying to tell the people. Don't get comfortable here. God wants to do something new. Don't, don't build a house so nice and keep painting because you're not going to be here too long. God has something greater. He wants to take us somewhere else, right? And, and Isaiah 43, 16, this is when he started the conversation. He says this, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. So this is, Isaiah reminded this is what God is saying. This is the same God who made a way through the mighty waters. The same one who's saying, now I'm going to do a new thing. So it's not forgetting, but it's about, okay, now where are we going, Lord? Because if I stay here, I'm going to get stagnant. If I stay in the same place, I'm going to start to die. My spirit's going to begin to die. I need to move to that place where you're trying to take me. I want that next level in my life. Again, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you, we're talking about water here. 
in that verse. He made a, a path, and, and there's five times in the Bible where God made, uh, uh, where he actually um, parted water, where water got parted. And, and the first was in Genesis when he separated the water, uh, and then he did it with Moses, right, when the Red Sea parted. He did it with, with um, Joshua when they crossed the Jordan River, and then he did it with Elijah and Elisha. And every single time he did it, it was not the same. Right? Moses stretched out his arm and the sea parted. Joshua, he said, that God said, send the priest in and the, the water parted. Right? Elijah and Elisha, they hid the water with, the mantle, with their mantle and it parted. It was different. It wasn't the same time. And sometimes as church folks, we think God is going to do it the same way he did it last time. Right? Or oh, he did it this way. He's trying to do something new, but we're stuck back there waiting for him to do it this way, right? And that's why he's saying this. Go back to that verse, if you can put it up there. Uh, 43, 19. That's why he says, do you not perceive it? Sometimes we can't perceive it, right? We can't perceive it because we're stuck on how he did it last time. Right? Well, that's the way he always does. That's the way God does it. Not necessarily. I mean, he can if he wants to, but we, we should not limit him to what he did last time, right? He is a creative God. In fact, God is the most creative being in the universe, right? He created you just as you are. You know, whether you like how tall you are or not, that's the way he made you, right? You don't really have a choice. He created you that way, right? There's some things you can adjust, but there's some things you can't adjust, right? You can't change your blood type. Those are things that God created you. So God wants to create something new, right? So let's not just say that's the way God does it. No. We limit God when we begin to do that. I've done it. I've done it. Well, that's the way we always do it, right? Oh, and that's the way we're supposed to do it. Not necessarily. It comes to a point where we have to say, God, what are you doing? What do you want to do? And not get so stuck on how he's supposed to do it. Right? How many give glory to God that he doesn't listen to us all the time? Right? That his way is better. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is not limited to doing things the same way. You know, this is one of the, the roadblocks that, that we all have is is really telling God how to do it, right? We, we say, God, if you just do this, I'm good. God, if you would just do this, and we pray that way, right? I pray like that. I'm sure I'll be all pray. God, I just need you to do this. Lord, if you would just do this. Lord, if you would just take this person out of my job. Lord, if you would, you know, just take this person out of my life. Or, Lord, if you would just let me move to this place. And we have it all planned out, right? Because we think we know better, yep. right? We've all done it. I still do that, right? And the Holy Spirit has to rebuke me. Like, who do you think you are telling me what to do, right? See, because when I'm panicking, God's never panicking, right? When I'm in chaos, God is not in chaos. When I'm nervous, God is not nervous, right? When I'm worried about something, God is not worried, right? So what business do I have trying to tell him how to do it? But we do that. We do that, and that keeps us sometimes stuck and not getting to the level he's trying to take us, because our prayer should not be, God, 
I need to know how you're going to do it. We need to say, God, I know you're going to do it. And it really doesn't matter how you do it. Just do whatever you're going to do. And regardless, I'm just going to humbly just sit here. And I'm going to move to the left. If you say move to the left, I'll move to the right. If you say move to the right, even if it makes me look silly, even if it makes me look dumb, because God is after your reputation. Your reputation is necessary for you to get to the next level. So years pass sometimes, and we say, why am I still in this same place? Sometimes it's pride, right? Sometimes it's fear. It's these things that envelop us, right? We don't allow, we don't give them to the Lord and say, God, you know what? I surrender these things to you. Lord, help me to, if you can't begin to pray this, Lord, help me to surrender to you. I want the next level because, see, the next level is bigger than you. The next level is not so much about you. It is about your grandkids and your great-great-grandkids, right? And it's about your neighbor. And it's about the, the, the kid in, in college sitting next to you. That as you begin to get to the next level, people will notice it, right? And they may laugh at you, and they may talk about you, but that's okay. You just let them laugh, right? You let them laugh. You let them talk about you, because this ain't about them, right? It'll become about them once you are faithful to God. And one day they come and say, what happened to you? They'll laugh at first. What's going on with you? All of a sudden, people begin to be impacted by what God is doing through your humility and willingness to give up your pride, give up, hallelujah, those things that we hold on to. And be the person, the man, the woman, the son, the daughter that God has called us to be. God, your will, your way, you are the author. I am not the author. Church, we don't get to write the book. You don't write your story, right? You can write what happened, but you can't write what's going to happen. There's only one who does that. His name is Jesus, right? And I want what he writes to say. And then Mark humbled himself. And then I glorified myself through Mark. And then Mark's neighbors were impacted by my kingdom. And then this person came to know me because Mark was humble. Because Mark let go of his pride. That's what I want my book to look like, church. That's what he longs for us, right? So that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, your life matters in his kingdom, right? Praise God. I can feel the Holy Spirit up here. In the verse right there, it says, I am doing a new thing. It says, I am making a way in the wilderness. And, and I don't know if, if you've been out to the woods, and, and, and we don't get out to the woods enough, right? We're always stuck in the city. But if you ever go out to the woods or um, the wilderness or, you know, you're out there, you know, I was in the military for a while, so I was, I, I was out there and I got lost a few times, you know. But I will tell you this, that there is no trail in the wilderness that looks like another trail, right? Any trail you go anywhere in the world, there's not one, a replica of it. They're all different, right? Because you're in different places. Even in the same location, you can have two trails. They're always going to be different. God's trying to do something different for you, different from what he did last time, right? There are no trails that look alike. And so, God, would you, I'm going to, I'm going to submit to you, God, because I want to see something new. I don't want to travel the same trail that I traveled last year or last week. I want something new. I want to discover you in a new way, Lord. And that, that's what he's telling 
uh, uh, the people of Israel, like, don't get stuck in what he did. God is making a way. Yeah. He's making a way. Yeah. He goes on to say, he says, and streams in the wasteland. The same thing, there is no stream that looks like another stream. They're all unique. They're all special. They're all needed, just like you. You are special. You are needed. God wants to flow through you. There's a stream of the power of the Holy Spirit that God has uniquely chosen to flow through your life. And we need to say, what is getting in the way of that stream? Is it because I'm stuck? Is it because I'm still uh, uh, believing on, on what God did last time that he's supposed to do it this way? And what are those roadblocks that are not allowing that stream of the power of the Holy Spirit to flow through your life? Yes. And if you ask God what it is, he'll begin to reveal it to you. The Holy Spirit begins to say, these are some things. All of a sudden, some things that you used to do before. If you're genuine with God, see, some people say, I can't really serve God because I've got all these issues. And when I'm good, I'll start serving God. And that never happens. You're never good, right? We're never good. Well, this is what it is. You cry out to God, God, show me the way. God, I, I, I need, I, I don't want to keep doing the same thing. And, and you start to just have that conversation with God. And the Holy Spirit begins to tell you, you know, you probably shouldn't do this no more, right? Or you go do something that you've been doing, and it just feels different. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Or you start cursing somebody out, all of a sudden something in your spirit says, that didn't feel good, right? And that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for you to say, God, I want that new thing. You take a step towards him, he begins to fix some stuff in us, right? Take another step, he starts to fix some other stuff. And that journey continues. I'm still, he's still fixing some stuff in me. Thank God. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for he is a forgiving God. He is a loving God. And no matter all the times that I failed, God, he's been faithful to me. Yes. I know there's people in this room, too, that there's things we've done. That, and I say, God has never left you. He has never left you. And he wants that new thing in your life more than you can ever want it. Church, can we just stand? Hallelujah. on the screen, but I want to share a verse with you, the church. It says this, it says, therefore, and this is in Corinthians, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And that's the message for today, that God has a new thing for you. That when we come to him and we surrender to him, he makes us a new creation. One that we're not worthy of. But because he loves us in his grace, we have opportunity. This is the God who takes your weakness and makes it a strength. Yes. That's the God we're talking about. We have to stop reliving the past over and over and over, whether it was good or bad. We cannot continue to relive it. And Jesus died on the cross so that you could be that new creation. God put it all on the line, giving up his son. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. Holy Spirit of God, I pray you would just 
flow in this place, Lord, that you would confirm, Lord, your word in our hearts today, God, that you want a new thing for us, Lord. God, that we would begin to receive that word, Lord. Lord, that it would begin to, Lord, spring up inside of us, God. Oh, Lord, that you would, Lord, make a way, Lord, in our wilderness, Lord, and that a stream would flow through the wasteland of our life, God, that would bring life not only to ourselves, Lord, but to others, Lord. So I pray, Holy Spirit, your favor over your people as they make a choice today, Lord, yes. to serve you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanking you, God, for your spirit in this place. Yes. Amen. 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 And with every eye closed and head bowed, I'm going to make a calling today. And if you know the Holy Spirit has been talking to you, and you want that change, I'm going to count to three. You'll raise your hand. You're going to be bold. You're going to, you're going to let go of your pride. you say, that's me. One, two, three. We raise our hands up in church with, with all our brothers and sisters. And I'm going to ask that you repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus, I want a new thing in my life, in my home, in my walk. Forgive me for all those things that I've done, that I've said, that I've caused to hurt you and to hurt others. Receive me today in your kingdom. Use me today in your kingdom. Change the way I think. I talk. That I would talk and think more like you. I honor you. I thank you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.